What's good, everyone? This is Chase Minifield. I'm hanging out with D Murph. Um, great, great guy, man. Um, inspiring the people, looking up to him. Um, definitely stay tuned to what he's doing. And a message from me to everyone out there, man: fail fast, fail forward. Uh, fail fast, fail forward. Don't be scared to fail. Don't be scared to fail, and don't let nobody put limits on you. It's Chase Minifield. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Katie, this is Gabby. This is Talk It Out. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Up with Q and the Critical Dub Network, and you are tuned in to the Play with Yeah. It's official, man. Now, here's your host, D-Bug. Let's do it. All right, world. I told y'all, 2019 is no different. Then 2017, 2018. Okay, I, I'm lying, and I'm not known for lying, but I'm just glad to continue to have dope guests, dope people, entrepreneurs, and people that can give out gems and that just can inspire and encourage. I have a former athlete, a former professional athlete, two time All American. I mean, you know, my bad. I forget. I thought I was on Why Not Sports. My bad, y'all. But I have an entrepreneur was voted or was a part of the Forbes 30 Under 30, CEO of two companies, and even have his own podcast with two other gentlemen, which is CTC, which he would talk about. But world, help me welcome Chase Many field to the flagrant two. What's up, brother? Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's good, D Murph, man? Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. See, when we first met, I'm a little uh that's that's to show you that we got a lot to talk about. And I ain't gonna say I I'm a little disappointed in me because we didn't even talk nothing about podcasting at all. Right. <laughs> so I'll wait till we record it world to bring it up. But anyway. Man, thank you. Welcome. How have you been? How has everything been going for you, though, man? Man, life is great. Um, no complaints on my end. Getting up for 2019, just Come like on. right now. Um, you know, just getting ready to to hit it harder than what I hit in 2018, man. Just really, just really focused right now and feel like I got a good opportunity in front of me. And definitely you do And y'all heard the introduction Like I said, it's getting better It gets greater later, right? So with Chase in the building Chase on the mic Chase on the other end Just let the world know Kind of just, you know, an introduction about you Where you're from And just how you came about to the entrepreneur The man that you are today Today Alright, I'll, I'll keep it short No, go um, ahead no, Man, I told you, man You got the floor, man I'm all ears And I'm sure the listeners Shaking their head They ain't got nothing but time They they, they love having Dope guests such as yourself on board So go ahead, brother You got it Good, good Well, I'm from Originally from Lexington, Kentucky Born and raised KY uh, no. <laughs> Yep, from Kentucky Central But we call it the top of the south In Kentucky But um, That's where I'm born and raised at, man That's where a lot of my roots is Family is Um if you if you ever been in the Central Kentucky area um, and got any friends from that area, then I'm probably a lot like them. Hmm. So um, that's my that's my uh, upbringing. That's where I'm from. That's the kind of habits I got, the type of mentality I have. Um, so in Kentucky, 
we never feel we always feel like we're forgotten so you got the university of kentucky down there Come on. and they're usually the guys that uh you know that's what that's what the outside world sees the university of kentucky but um we always had like a chip on our shoulder and you know not too many people Always had a dream. My dad, Frank Minifield, he played in the NFL. One yeah. of the few people to come out of Lexington, Kentucky, um, to make it in the NFL. He was a 10-year, 11-year NFL guy, multiple Pro Bowls, 1980s, all-decade team. Come on. Pretty big, pretty big um, for coming out of here. And, and he actually went to college as a walk-on. So he has, he has a just, – just to understand what type of mentality um, I was in my household. Um, uh. I always had the dreams and goals of making it to the NFL, too. That was – that was my goals and ambition as a kid. Um, didn't really say it to a lot of people, though. Uh, kept it really close vest because, not like I said, not too many people make it. You know what I'm saying? Right, my dad right. is a is a lone, a lone, a lone outlier in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you when you when you speak of things that people can't see, they they, they tend to put their limitations on you. So right. I was very cautious in uh, telling people what I want to do, but I worked as I worked knowing what I wanted to do. So, in high school, I was able to get a scholarship to the University of Virginia, which is a, a good first step for me, um, Going, getting out of the state, going to the University of Virginia ACC school, um, really focused there, uh, end up getting a sociology degree. Come on. Um, um, then, you know, I was a two-time All-American, like you mentioned, two-time All-First-Team all All-ACC <laughs> at, the, at the University of Virginia, end up having an opportunity to go play. In NFL for a few seasons um, with the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. uh, I was an undrafted free agent. I actually yes. went into my senior year as a as a top thirty player in the country. Um, ended up getting hurt and before my bowl games, which was a, a minor injury at the time, but ended up being a more major of a problem than what we expected. Mm. So I had a first second round grade going into my senior year, and ultimately ended up being undrafted. Um, so I always had another had a, that chip on my shoulder. Never, it never was. I always you gonna keep help me. You gonna see me keep refraining to this chip. Come on, because it's always been it's always been pretty pretty big. It's a it's bolder size, um, just from feeling like you're overlooked. Um, so I was able to play in the NFL for for three seasons, um, and and that's saying a lot for undrafted. Because if anybody that's been in the league or knows the league culture, anybody at the bottom of the roster, they in and out like a revolving door. Right. So being at the bottom of the roster and sticking around for that long I end up my last game I end up actually starting um and I got a concussion in that last game mm-hmm. which they were basically like hey man you you spend way too much time on the injury reserve for us you know so uh it's all good you know me I always thought I was good enough to play mm-hmm. you know I always thought I was good enough to play um like I said my last game I was actually starting mm-hmm. um so I just never felt like I got the uh, uh, a good opportunity, um, and you know everything happens for a reason. I'm a strong believer in that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think God took me out of football for the betterment of myself because my body was breaking down, and you know you can't tell me that in my face as a young 23 year old, 24 year old with with a lot of abilities um, that hey, you can only play this for a few years. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I right. can't hear that in my head as a 23, 24-year-old. I'm like, man, I'm good. Right. I'm just as good as these guys as making this much money, this much right. money, playing these pro bowlers, these pro bowlers. Um, so I think this is 10 years, 15-year plan for me. Um, and I and I train, and I prepare, and I I treat it every day like that. So I worked out. I trained. I was never getting into the off-the-field transition mindset. Mm. Um, 
at that age of my career. Um, but the Lord took it away from me, um, probably for the betterment. Like you said, because I was almost blinded by needing to play football, mm. needing to play football. Um, so I actually was out the league for a year, um, was doing a, a little small job here in the Kentucky back home. And, you know, I was just waiting for that call, waiting for that phone call. And it never came. I went up to, I had a CFL opportunity, went up to the CFL and ultimately ended up tearing my Achilles in the preseason. Mm. The guy was like, the guy was like, again, like, hey, didn't I tell you, <laughs> right. didn't I tell you, this ain't the, this ain't the route. Right. You know what I'm saying? This ain't the way. So then it was kind of like, all right. And but by the time I was in the CFL, I had already started my first company called Helping Hands LLC. Um, what you guys can look up online is www.helpinghandllc.net. That's no S on hand. It's just singular. Um, and I started that originally while I was home, sitting around waiting for these opportunities. I'm like, man, you know, eight months, nine months, ten months, this ain't gonna happen. Oh, they going back to camp already? And I still ain't heard from nobody. Right. Agent don't got no leads, no nothing like that. So I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not satisfied that this is gonna be it. But let me just start, you know figuring out what else I can do, what, I, what else I'm passionate about. So, you know, being back home around my family and things like that, I really started to notice that a lot of my cousins and friends close to my age that I grew up with were all in and out the, were all in and out of the, uh, of the system and were struggling to get jobs and work opportunities. So I wanted to use my platform as a way to help them have work in the, in, in the area doing things that they could do, blue collar work. Uh, that type of situation. So we started Helping Hands, which we, we originally thought was a move-in day. We've seen the niche and the move-in days for student housing. We thought that the move-in days of student housing, we could do that. We could help everybody move into their dorms in the summer. Uh, and we thought that was a good opportunity for us. So we ended up doing it. We got one one chance to do it some uh, locally. Um, they really told us we did it for free, honestly, because we just wanted to get in the door. Um, but then they told us like you guys did a good job. You guys worked really hard. Y'all are a great help. But we don't we don't budget for this. This isn't what we right, budget for. Right, right. <laughs> so um, they said you really need to start doing uh, the turnover services, clean, paint, maintenance, mm-hmm. um, all these different types of services that they that they hire out or contract out to these different companies to make sure that they can get the place ready to move in. Um, that's what they that's what they put all their budget towards. So, you know, we went back to the huddle. We said, hey, this sounds like the way we can go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we went that way. Um, ended up being pretty successful for us the next year. Um, but like I said, I was in the CFL and I was still running this this little operation just because right. I was saying like, um, you know, this isn't going to be something that's, I don't know if this, I don't know what the CFL looked like, but I think I can make some money here and facilitate my company here back in the States. Um but that ultimately didn't work out. So I got back once I tore my Achilles and, you know, I had a company that I already had a couple contracts and I just hit it full fledged from there. I was, uh, you know, down for a year basically um, because of my Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just basically figuring out, drawing this business plan together, putting together this business plan. I was going to school as well. I finished my master's degree in sports administration hey. at, the university, at the University of Louisville. And I basically was applying everything I was learning um, in the sports admin, because that's basically like business with a sports twist. Mm-hmm. I was applying out to my company and um, ended up learning a lot 
as far as legal marketing. Uh, I know a lot about leadership already, mm-hmm. but just some small things, budgeting, um, finance, all those different types of things that you really need to, you know, go back, touch up on, um, and understand in depth, read about it. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot funny when you go to school and you don't really have nothing to apply it to, you basically just feel like you just memorize it. Right, right, <laughs> but right. If, but if you go into school and you're applying it, you actually reading and learning and taking notes and, and find real life um, value to work what's going on in the classroom. So, that's kind of, that's kind of, well, I mean, I can keep going, but that's, that's, that's kind of like the start of where I am now. Okay. Um, I got Helping Hands up and running. Uh, you know, we're currently doing, we're currently a franchise type company where a lot of my former teammates are running the visions of Helping Hands in their area. So I'm still sticking to the purpose of my vision, which was to help and to give opportunity. Um, and specifically now, I'm looking at sports transition because I struggled with that specifically, not knowing where to go, what to do, how to do it, being stuck in a rut for over a year. Um, so, I've, I've been able to provide a business plan, a business model that allows for athletes in different areas of the country to use their skills in order to run a company, uh, specifically in student housing, um, because you find student housing mostly all around the country, and they're somewhere around there that they're trying to budget out the same thing that I'm doing here for like, so... That's kind of what we're doing. We, we currently have operations in Philadelphia, North Carolina, D.C., Virginia, um, California, um, Kentucky, obviously. So we're, we're, we're growing. We're growing at a crazy pace. And a lot of opportunities are coming off of it. So, so thank you, Chase. So, well, how y'all <laughs> see, first off, why I'm very grateful that this gentleman is here with me because he has a busy schedule. He's a businessman that got his company basically scattered. Kentucky, uh, East Coast, like, yeah, he, he, and they constantly grow, rapidly grow. But for those listeners out there that was like, CFL is Canadian football. <laughs> That's where yeah. some other, uh, other athletes or the football players, if they're not able to go to the NFL, they typically go to the CFL and some other professional football league just stay active and see if they can get their chance to go back. And then you spoke on uh, your father, how he was a welcome at, uh, yep. at the university, right? Yeah, he was at the University of Louisville with a welcome there. Um, he had a chip on his shoulder, big mentality and overworked man. And it's interesting how he was a welcome at his university. And you went to the NFL undrafted. So having this chip on your shoulder is something that is huge even to this day. It seemed like your father, maybe without him knowing his story, passed that on to you. So now you got what you're doing. And now you're passing that on to have the first company, which is Helping Hands. And that's dope that you're giving back to the community. That's dope that you're looking out for your former peers and helping them make that transition post-collegiate uh, career. But a couple of questions I have for you is, why helping hands? Did you say, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to make this helping hands start, somebody gave me the idea, or they can say, you know what, I'm going to make this helping hands start. That's an interesting question. I'm not even asking that. You know, I do my yeah, research, man. You know, this is what I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
as you can tell, I went in as a moving company, and I'm coming out doing cleaning and cleaning. <laughs> so I didn't want to, I didn't want to back myself in for anything. I didn't really know where, I didn't know how many times I was going to have to go back to the club. And if I keep myself a football fan, just understand that's kind of like my makeup. So, uh, Why y'all ain't on back my sports?
fight the good fight. Demurf, uh, you did it again. Setting trends like you wanted to win. Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins. Connecting dots now with all the pins. We just trying to be good men. Adore my wife and I love my kids. I never let them down, never let them frown. Never let a clown take a crown. Hit me because of brown, that's okay. I got the blood of a king. Saw it in the dream, ain't all with a scene. Try to turn this to fiends. We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream. It's all about the dollar bill, y'all. And stop chasing that thrill, y'all. These beliefs trying to kill y'all. I'm just here trying to heal ya So listen as we work Dropping them gems now Rockin' with D-Murph Tuning in as we get it in So millin' being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life and that's how we approach ya